Welcome to the Coastal Leadership Podcast. My name is Alan Stanley. I'm the worship pastor here at Coastal, and I'm with my main man, Pastor Lucas Granger. Hey, Alan. It is good to be in the studio with you this morning. Yeah, it is an honor, man. Today's episode is going to be about the power of encouragement. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, Lucas, my daughter is about to turn six years old in just a couple of weeks. Nice. And about six years ago, <laughs> I was in a hospital room, and uh, you know, my, my daughter was being born. And when my daughter was born, I was completely overwhelmed. Yeah. I did not know what to do. I did not know how to be a father. I was like, how in the world am I going to provide for this other human now? You know? And then a few years later, I had another little girl. Yeah. <laughs> and so my, that feeling of being overwhelmed Just multiplied. By <laughs> right. times two. Yeah. yeah. And then a few years later, <laughs> I was in another hospital room and I had a little boy. Times three. And it was times three. <laughs> yeah. So have you ever felt like that whenever you were in a leadership position? Yeah, you know, that that moment where you just kind of, you look at the task in front of you. <laughs> you know, kind of hard relating to the kids. But, you know, it is. It's that responsibility of knowing how this child uh, is in my care. And it's the same thing from a, a leadership standpoint, whether we're leading in the church, leading in the workplace, our organizations, uh, as a, a father, a husband, um, you know, yeah, there's those moments where all of a sudden you're hit with the realization of just uh, er- everything that, that needs to go on. And um, in those times, yeah, it could definitely be overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think one of the uh, kind of key elements in those moments is just speaking encouragement into the situation. You mm. know, like I said, we're going to talk about encouragement today. And the dictionary actually defines cur- encouragement as this to give someone support, confidence, and hope. Mm. You know, it's that moment of just saying, Yeah, yeah, you've got three kids, you're a dad, or mm. even for that first time, but giving you that support, giving you that confidence, giving you that hope, little like encouragement puts courage inside of you <laughs> that, yes, you can do it. Um, and it, it, it's important. I mean, I remember those moments. Um, this one time in particular where I am over in Australia and it is a big day at the ocean. The waves are cranking and I'm a little bit nervous to go out. And there's a couple guys there with me that had been surfing for a lot longer than I had, a lot better than I was. Uh, one particular guy that was from South Africa, just kind of, I remember him just kind of looking at me and just kind of pat me on the back and just saying, come on, man, you could do it. Right. And just that feeling of like, Okay, let's, let's let's do it. Let's 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 see what happens. You know, yeah. and so just that little bit of encouragement gave me the strength to paddle out that day. <laughs> right. I've had something similar like that um, when I was in the Navy. I spent most of my time being a student, you know, and trying to learn my job and do my job well. Um, but then I was approached to be an actual instructor, um, so to be actually teach others other. other people doing my job, how to do the job. And I'm yeah. like, man, I can't. <laughs> how to do the job that you just learned how yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I should not be this guy. I, you know. But I sat down with a guy, um, a friend at the time, and he sat, he sat me down at a table and he was like, you know what, Alan, you need to do this. You can do this. Mm. We need more Alan Stanleys in the Navy doing this job. Yeah. And so whenever him just speaking <laughs> that to me, something in, 
built courage it up built inside courage. me. Like, okay, yes, I can do this. And it was actually one of the yeah. best decisions I did. That one of the best things that I actually went through and when I was in it. You remember that moment? Oh that yeah, moment. I'll, I'll never forget that yeah. moment. Yeah, it just felt good. You know, it was good. And I think, to be honest with you, as Christians, we should be leading the way in encouragement. We should be leading the way of literally encouraging other people of of what what they can do, what God can do in them and through them. And to be honest, sometimes we're not too good at it. Um, I've actually heard this kind of excuse quite often and, and, and done it myself, you know, been guilty myself of just kind of you say, oh, I don't I don't want to say those things or whatever. You know, you don't want somebody to get a big head. You don't want them to get prideful. You don't want them to, to, to take it, you know, and uh, get real cocky and arrogant with it. Um, <laughs> right. But the thing is, uh, you know, that that's not what Jesus did with us, mm. you know. Jesus walked up to some disciples. That's right. And said, you know, follow me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you guys fishers of men. Uh, there's there's something more inside of you than what everybody else sees. And so he literally like began to just speak hope into these guys. And you know, here was a rabbi telling them like, you're good enough to follow me. And in that day, in first century Jerusalem, that was huge because they had all these other rabbis telling them, you're not good enough, right. you're not smart right. enough, you can't do this. And so they dropped everything they could just to follow Jesus because he literally spoke that encouragement into them and into their lives. And, um, you know, it happens all throughout the scriptures. Uh, you look at Joshua, he's getting ready to go take the promised land. Right. He has these words, Joshua 1, over and over, be strong, be of courage, mm-hmm. I am with you. You know, he's, you know, support, <laughs> confidence, hope, <laughs> right. all those things that Joshua needed, the Lord was giving them. And, uh, you know, you had that moment right there at flight school. I've, I've had that moment serving. I, had, I remember this other moment where I was actually in Indonesia and this one missionary, he had been there for a number of years. Um, I've been traveling back and forth between Indonesia and Singapore and uh, one of my things is like there is the struggle with patience. You know, I, I'm not exactly the most patient person. You know, I, I like things quick. I, I right. love Amazon Prime. You know? <laughs> it is on my doorstep in two days, and I love it. Right. You know, so like patience sometimes it, it, it's definitely hard for me. But there was this moment where I can't remember. We were just in this particular setting, and he made this comment. And he said, "Ah, oh, you know, Lucas." No, Lucas is, he's too patient for that. He's too, he's too, and, and and when he said that, it's like we caught eyes, and he knew, and <laughs> I knew, that patience isn't my strong suit, but it was this moment where he was speaking that mm-hmm. into me, and it literally, like, gave me the the encouragement that I need, Yeah, you know, which brings us to this kind of principle when it comes to a- encouragement. Sometimes it's not just the words, but who the words come from. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I read this. I want to say this was uh, Chris Hodges. We okay. heard Chris Hodges say this, but he said this. People tend to become what the most important people in their lives think they will become. Mm. People tend to become what the most important people in their lives think they will become. Yeah, that's good. And, and you see this all over. You see this with, especially in the home with, right. with children and yes. parents. And, you know, that, that kid is just you know, looking up to mom and dad, those are superheroes. And the the words that we speak as parents are just critical to our kids because we're speaking either those words of life or death. And those kids are, 
uh, if you're out there and you have kids, you know they they hear everything. They got <laughs> yes, every they kid out there has Dumbo ears, <laughs> and they hear it all. <laughs> they absorb it all. But it's true. They have a tendency to become uh, what most what the most important people in their lives think they will become. And so sometimes it's really important that even if they're not getting it at home, that man, it's just a, a teacher that that is speaking life. Maybe it's a, a pastor or a leader or a boss or just someone that's speaking, not just where they're at, but where they could be. Yeah. I had something like that when uh, we were at Morningstar together at that ministry school, and um, I had tried out for the worship team, and they told me, yeah, you can, you can, you can be on the team um, and lead, uh, and then they encouraged us to write songs. So I went home yeah. and like I was, you know, trying to beating my head against a wall because, <laughs> you know, I haven't written very many songs and I didn't feel like I was very didn't good like at it. it. Yeah. I didn't have it right, but I had written this song and you know I was that's one of the process part of the process of being on the team and I had to go before a guy named Leonard Jones there. Oh yeah, who is an absolute phenomenal musician. Yeah. I walked- plays like. 52 instruments, yes, I think. Yes, absolutely. I walked into his office. So I'm just going to set the mood for a minute. I walk into his office. It's real dark. It's almost like candle lit. <laughs> <laughs> the atmosphere was just right for like making music, right? He had guitars mounted on the wall. There was pianos and ukuleles and all kinds of different instruments that he plays yeah, in there. It's like the studio zone. Yeah, and he, he he tells me to come on in. He tells me to sit down at the piano, and he I pull out my acoustic guitar, and he's like, he sits down right in front of me. And looks me right in the eye, and he says, "All right, play your song (laughs) (laughs) and go." go, You know, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But I played through my song, and I know that I'm not the best songwriter in the world. In fact, this is one of my first songs I've ever written, right? Yeah. But he looked at me, and he was just like, "Man, that's an awesome song." Wow. What you said, what you said, what the words that you wrote in there are awesome. We need to play this song. In fact. I want to play with you when you play this song. And so it is something inside of me, man, him speaking that into me at that time, like one was so encouraging, you know, but here you have a guy that's written literally hundreds of songs. Exactly. Yes. And now he's saying those words to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So that's my little story. (laughs) That's awesome. And I think, you know, we, we see this model even throughout scripture. There's these moments where, um, you know, Jesus is constantly praying, to God, and there, there's two uh, times really that whenever God kind of answers back uh, that we know of in, in the scriptures, where uh, one's at the baptism, another is at the transfiguration on the mountain, and, and, and both times when when God speaks back, He says the exact same words: mm-hmm. "This is my Son, whom I love, and Him I am well pleased." Like both times, like God speaking this back to Jesus. And I just think it, it kind of provides this model for us of what, of what it really looks like um, to to speak life in, into people. And um, they say, actually, they're scientifically proven that there's three things that each person needs in their life that they're seeking for uh, to, to find, find um, you know, workplace, home, church, wherever. And, and all three of these things are actually in this statement that, that God is saying to his son. And one is this, it's a, the sense of acceptance. Right. This is my son. Right. Like this is my boy, Mm -hmm. no matter what you're my boy. And and then the second one is just this affection whom I love. Like just hearing that, you know, just as a son, hearing that from your father, 
I love you. I mean, that for I mean any, and it's not just boys. You know, boys, girls, any any son, daughter hearing that from their parents, just to have that affection, whom I love. Right. And then that last part, I'm well pleased. That's that's the affirmation. That's the that's the you're doing a good job. You, that's the the encouragement coming out. So there's the acceptance, uh, the affection, and the affirmation. And so I think that model just to be played out practically, like even at this moment, would be like, hey, Alan, listen, man, dude, I just want you to know you're my best friend. Right. I love you. <laughs> and you're doing great. I yeah. couldn't be more proud of you. Yeah. That's you know, good. like even now. Thanks, like, man. Just feel good. <laughs> that's right. right. Yeah. Exactly. But, but imagine saying that, like me as a father, saying that to my daughter. Right. Hey, Kobe, I just want you to know, honey, that I love you. You are my daughter. No matter what you do, nothing will ever change that. I love you, and I couldn't be more proud of you. Like, and just constantly putting yeah. that into it. Like, the amount of, like, just encouragement and literal courage that will go into her of knowing yes. that she has the love of her dad. Yes. Um, I just, I, just, I just see it modeled uh, with God and Jesus. I'm just letting us know that you belong, you're loved, and you are making a difference. That's good. That's real good. Yeah. So we got the acceptance, the affection, and affirmation. But how do we actually? How does this actually play out practically? Like, what are some steps? What are some things that we can do as leaders? Yeah. You know, because we love steps. Yeah, we love yeah. steps. Yeah, we yeah. love some ABCs <laughs> and some points. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's me and you. Maybe I love steps. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do too. I do. We're checklist kind of people. <laughs> No, but uh, practically, I think the first thing, one thing is just to see it, to see it in people um, is a huge thing. To not just see people as they are, but to see people as God sees them, to yeah, see people as right what, there. what they can be. Right. Um, and a lot of times, see what happens in religion, religion wants to define you by your worst act. Right. Religion wants to tell you, hey, this is the worst thing that you've done in your life, and this is who you are. You're just this, and you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're a thief, and you're a murderer. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. Remember this sin. Remember what you've done. Right. And so yep. religion wants to define you by your worst act, whereas the love of Christ looks at your worst act and says, "Hey, but I'm calling you to something more." Right. You know, Jesus yeah. is looking mm-hmm. at his disciples, and he sees something more than, "Dude, you're you're not you're not just a fisherman. I'm going to teach you how to fish for men." Yeah. You know. And he just he just flips the script on us, and so and that's the beautiful thing about the cross. The cross reminds us of not just one; it reminds us the weight of our sin. That yes, we're not good enough. That the fact is that we're so messed up that it took the blood of Jesus, you know, yeah. to to make us right with God. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't just stop at how messed up we are. It brings us into that new life of saying. It's not about just what you've done, but it's what you could become now right. through the sacrifice. Yeah, I feel a, I feel a sermon coming on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We, we got a little sermon in this podcast. Yeah, but that's the gospel. It, it, it sees it in people. So I think, you know, practically when it comes to encouragement, it's seeing beyond just what everybody else sees. Yeah, everybody else can see that 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 sin or that that thing that, you know, it's obvious. You know it. I know it. We all right. know it. That one guy speaking into my life, he knew I had a problem with patience, but he mm-hmm. saw beyond that and he spoke something else. So right. one, see it. The next thing is you've got to say it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you've got to tell them. Right. You've you're got right. to tell somebody that, right. hey, um, 
I love you. Right. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. You're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't just think it. You can't just pray about it. You have to actually say it. Right. <laughs> and I think sometimes we forget that. Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, God's like, no, hold on. I'm going to bust open the heavens and speak down. Hey, hold, this is my son whom I'm loved, whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. I'm going to repeat this again later. So everyone. <laughs> and I think that just goes to show you. We have to repeat it. We have to repeat it to our kids. We have to repeat it to our teams. We have to, when we get to that point where we think, oh, yeah, no, I've, I've encouraged them, do it again. Do it again, yeah. And then after that, do it again. Right. And then when you get to that point where you think, man, this is kind of awkward, do, do it again. Do it. <laughs> one, more, one more time. <laughs> one more time. Yeah, because, I mean, we need it. We need, we need to see it. We need to say it. And then the last thing is we need to model it. And so we're, we're speaking we're seeing things in people's lives. We're speaking it into them, but then we're coming along beside them, and we're saying, just like that guy with me surfing, he's saying, "Man, come on, let me show you how to paddle out in this surf. Mm-hmm. Let's let me show you how to surf these waves. All these things. Let me let me let me help you out with your patience. Let me model. Let me walk beside you. And that's what Jesus did with the disciples as well. Is right. You know, he he was he was speaking these things into their life, but he modeled it for them. He he showed them how to do it. And I just think, real practically, those are. Those are three ways that we could continue to encourage people, to call them into the gifts and the callings that God has for them. And that's simply see it, say it, model it. That's good. That's good. So that's three real practical things that we can we can take from this uh, podcast. Yeah, we can see it in other people. See not who they are, but what they can be, yeah. you know? Say it to them. Don't just think it. Don't just look at them and think, man, you know, hey, they could be so much better. No, go and tell them. Go and tell them, hey, you know what? You got something that is going to take you somewhere else, you know? And then the third thing is model. Come beside them and, like, present those opportunities to let them step out in it and and actually model it. Forms. So that's that's good, man. And Absolutely. hey, thank you for this time today, Lucas. Thank you for encouraging me. Oh, <laughs> it's been, it's been, it's been fun. Awesome. Yeah. We enjoy it every time we have to. And so if you're out there and you are leading a team, whether it's in the home, the workplace, the church, um, I just want to encourage you at this moment. You can do it. Be strong, be courageous, and keep going forward. There's better things in store, and we are going to see you right here again next month, same time. Same time. See you. Later.